Everyone needs to feel in control. We want to have control of our bodies, and we want to have control over our feelings, to feel in control of our decision-making. Just think about all the challenges in your life and what would be helpful for you to deal with them. You're listening to Wellbeing in Sync. I'm B. Harris. I'm a psychologist. These series of podcasts are about helping you with that, building your resilience, and giving you the tools to take on the challenges. Hi, it's B here. We're in season four. This is episode five. I'm going to call this one the value of sharing differences and thinking. A lot of what's been happening in the world and around all of us has prompted my wanting to talk about this. When we're meeting different people, we're around different situations. We're really not just in different places. We're maybe around different ways of doing things, but also not only different ways of doing things. We could be around different beliefs, different mental models of the world, different histories. That's our life, really. Actually, I remember when I was young, which was a long time ago, and I grew up in a small town in Connecticut, in the Northeast. and. I moved to New York after college, and it was amazing to me because I met people from all around the world, and it was extraordinary for me, not only just their histories, but how they approached things and what they thought and what they thought about how one should live their life. That was actually true even when I was in Connecticut and went to school there, and I met people from different parts of the United States separate and apart from around the world, and heard how people grew up and what they thought about. So I guess what I'm trying to do here is really nothing really mysterious. I'm trying to talk about different thinking and different minds as something that's not new to us when we're older. That quite honestly, it can start when you're very young, when you first go to school and you meet somebody from a different neighborhood. Or, I mean, if I talked about who grew up in a house down the street, I'd be talking about somebody who was really different from me. So our dealing with different thinking and being around different belief systems is not a new concept. It's just when we grow up in a certain neighborhood, we tend to probably think about what we all have in common in that neighborhood. And so we don't really look at the difference so much. But once we move around in the world and we're exposed now as we are to different worlds and mobility, we're going to be challenged to really deal with difference. What I'm trying to pass on in this talking with you is to normalize something that on the one hand, really, when I talk about history, it's not just what neighborhood you grew up, but to really understand that through evolution and the history of our humanity, that uh, the brain really functions a certain way. It really likes to be efficient, so it likes familiarity. And when there's familiarity, we felt safe. I'm going back to something that was really then put into our gene pool. We like being around what's familiar. It makes us feel comfortable. That's just the way it is. It doesn't mean you're wrong or you're right. It's just who we are. So we tend to move towards or be drawn to people who are like you. So there's some adjustment always 
when we're around differences. And differences in thinking then means that we have to work a little bit more. We have to pay attention a little bit more. And we have to understand that what we're doing is learning. When you're around different thinking and different beliefs and different ways of doing things, you are learning. And you can learn different things to add to your skill set, to add to your abilities. And the reason I'm doing that is I'm, look, I, I'm a sports person and probably I'm talking to all of you in some way. There's somebody or something that you watch and I'm a little bit in the baseball season and I know the football season is beginning this time of year. But people learn from each other different ways they hold a bat or pitchers pass on knowledge, different way of holding the ball if they want to do a fastball or a curveball. So people pass on tricks, people do it in tennis, people do it in raising children. They pass on ways of doing things or secrets that they have. So this passing on knowledge through different thinking is universal and it's quite old. Now, what does that mean when we come into different work environments or environments where somebody uh, wants to really have an opposing idea? If we could think of an opposing idea is really not against you, but difference, a different way of approaching something, a different way of looking at how to solve a problem, then maybe this can help you do better at what you're trying to do. I guess what I hear, what I, this whole story is about, is probably even connected to the previous podcast. Because there are a lot of things that are changing in the world around you, talking about events in the world that force us to say, what does this mean for me? And am I okay in it? It's sort of the same when we're around people who are very different from us in how they think and how they approach. And you're meeting people who have different points of view from you. So maybe we have to think of, I'm really finding ways to really travel in my mind to different knowledges without really a lot of hard work. I'm listening to people summarize for me what they've learned and they're passing it on to me. It's not people necessarily telling you what to do when they disagree. They're telling you, I have a different way of approaching that that might be better. Basically, that's what the disagreements are all about, isn't it? I guess that's true if we were getting advice on anything. I know uh, certainly I've had advice. I'm not a great cook, but I've had people give me advice about how I might make something better or how to cook something in a different way or even how to use a tool, really, when I've tried to pick something. But what is that? Isn't that the same principle? Somebody's looking at what you're doing and saying, you know, I know how to do that that is different than what you're doing. Here, let me help you make it better. Or they're not saying, I disagree with what you're doing, but they're basically disagreeing with you. You're saying, here, don't do it that way, do it this way. And if you do it this way, you'll come to a better outcome. When we're in an idea situation, we're trying to work on a problem together of how we might make, let's say, I'll take this, the healthcare view. We want to get a member to more likely say yes to something we're suggesting. And I'm your colleague and I see you approach the member in a certain way and I'm saying, 
gee, I don't think you should do it that way. Why don't you try this? I think it's most likely to work. Isn't that the same thing? So the problem that we're solving is really the core of all of this. Because what is it we are talking about when we talk about differences in thinking? What are we really disagreeing about? Otherwise, it's just storytelling, isn't it? If somebody tells you a story of their experience on a vacation or how they climbed a mountain, that's just storytelling. And we don't hear it as something that we have to disagree on. So it becomes something that where differences matter is that when you and I or all of us are working on some kind of a common problem and that we're all part of that goal, that's when it matters because you're part of it too, aren't you? I want to give you, because I am a shrink, we all know that. So let me just say something that I think is an interesting extension of that. This was pretty concrete, wasn't it? We're working on something together and I'm part of getting, I'm accountable for the solution. And I have an idea and you disagree. Maybe it'll be a little harder for me because if I think I'm right about this and how we should take it on, I might be a little more reluctant to hear your point of view until maybe we can try it out and we can see the possibilities. If you're just telling me a story about you and an experience you had somewhere on your own and you tried it and what worked, I, I, there's nothing to resist because your work, you're telling me about your life and your experience detached from me. I think what's interesting is how we feel in relation to people close to us uh, when they're trying to do something. Usually I've seen this over my lifetime as a, a therapist between parents and children. And sometimes I really see this even with clinicians and the people that they're taking care of, telling people how they should do something when it's really their world or their life that they're doing. You get where I'm going? It's so we're really listening to somebody else's journey or story. So why am I correcting it or telling them how they should do it? Unless, of course, I'm a physical therapist and somebody's coming to me for advice or about how they can make something work. Differences and thinking differently is really also part of understanding our origins too as humans in the world and why is there so much variety in the world? There really is a reason for that. It has very much to do with survival. Now, it sounds like I'm talking backwards and not just talking about the topic, but uh, I also thought that just to sort of stretch your minds, there's something about variety and variation in the world that is part of the origins of the universe of experience that we have when we talk about not only animals, but plants and who we are. We have to ask ourselves, why is there so much difference? If there's only one way that's really the way to do it, then why do we have so many ways? Why do we have so many versions of life? But that's the same for beliefs and for the ways of doing things. That's how the world has advanced. So when we're around different thinking, we're really expanding our mind. It's, that's a really important and another way of thinking about it. It's a little reaching for something in terms of your thinking, how to think about it. So I started out with something very concrete for what it's like 
long we were around difference. And I was trying to make it a little bit more personal in relation to work, but also how it sometimes is a struggle when we're doing it with people that are close to us, like our children or people that we feel we're responsible for. Now I'm really going to maybe where I should have begun the story, the awe or the wonderment that we would feel when we understand how the universe was designed or how our world was designed with such diversity. I'll just give you a fact also about the mind also, because I think I sort of read this lately and I thought it was pretty interesting. It was a reminder that how much the mind can really hold at any one time, uh, really, that we're all aware of. That's why we know about telephone numbers are a certain length and how we chunk and how we handle information and an overload of information. And of course, that's the world we live in now, too. That's why your Google or your, you know, your iPhone now has a lot of information storing for you. You don't have to uh, remember it. But if we think that there's something else, too, that maybe your mind, in terms of your experience, is holding on to a certain amount of information and knowledge and points of view, how much can a person collect in a lifetime? So being around others who have other thoughts and other beliefs and other points of view is great. That's like having Google around you at a meeting. It's really saying this is a way to expand the capability of my own thinking. I have the information. It doesn't have to be stored in my mind. It can be stored in the mind of others. And if we put it together in the room, we have an information machine. Anyway, I thought I'd sort of end on that because to me it was sort of an interesting way of thinking about difference and how invaluable it is to us. And I was sort of attaching it, this is the mind of an 84-year-old, because I am fascinated by how amazing iPhones are and how quickly somebody can look up who got the Academy Award in 1984. In my era, you know what that meant when we were having a a disagreement about uh, that kind of information, what that took to look it up or to know it unless there was some, one of our friends really was, your mind was a machine about old Academy Awards. So having people with different ideas and different backgrounds can come in handy. That's it today. 